everybody. He's Archie. She's Edith. I'm the meathead. Liz is Gloria. No, wait, no. This is not all in the family. This is Vikings reporting through and Ted. Drew, how you doing? I'm doing great. Episode 11, right here. Episode 11. Let's go. What do you say? Let's go. Toots, how are you doing? You know what? I think I'm still on a high from that Jake Reed video. That was way cool. What about Jake Reed starting the show, guys? That was that was cool. I mean, we've had Chuck yeah. Ford, we've had Jake Reed. Yeah. That was, I mean, that's we're we're moving up in the world. Moving I mean, I don't up. I don't know how far up, like to the East Side Jeffersons, which was a spinoff <laughs> of All in the Family. If you yes, let's talk about All in the Family for a second. You know why? When these people tune in. They like our retro theme, and they like to hear a little bit about these shows we present. Nine seasons, 207 episodes, Ted, passing Laverne and Shirley's 178 episodes. Yes, they cut 207 episodes of All in the Family. What a great show. It was was just Archie Bunker and Meathead arguing. It was the arguing that made the show. And one of my favorite parts of the show was Edith, who played by Gene Stapleton. Yep. And she would talk, she would talk and talk and talk, and Archie would get so bored he'd start doing like funny antics. And yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> that's it. What about you two? What happened on your first day? I'll make believe you don't. Oh, that. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I was at the Puritan made ice cream. Well, don't make it a long story. Oh, yeah. Me and my cousin Maud was having one of their specials it was called a steamboat oh it was so delicious five different flavors and it, archie was sitting at another table with that fellow jefferson pratt remember him anyway archie was trying to get my attention so first he put two straws in his mouth like a walrus You know, everybody says All in the Family is a show that could not air today. And I I kind of I kind of agree because Probably. the stuff the stuff that was said, I, that was a show I was not allowed to watch when it when it was on <laughs> in primetime. I was see my, my 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 mom would not let me watch that show. I think I watched an episode with Ruby once. She, she said, there's no way this would be on TV. <laughs> to this day, it's one of only three shows <clears throat> that have been number one in the Nielsen ratings for Five consecutive seasons. Really? Glad we could do a shout out for All in the Family. And uh, that's it for our TV retro. All right. Well, since we're going kind of keeping the retro theme, we've got a very uh, poignant jersey, I think, tonight for our our jersey tribute. Who we got tonight? We have Corey Stringer. Still remember where I was in the freeway at 430 in the morning heading to my shop. Uh, You, of course, probably remember where you were, but very very tragic story and very sad stringer had severe heat stroke rushed to the hospital with a body temperature above 108 degrees we had a knock at our door it was late in the middle of the night and um uh, mike tice came in and said we lost him tonight since we're doing tackles in our preview our positional preview got to have Corey stringer up here tonight yeah give a little love to Corey and talk about some of the things that guy was all about you know, the his his untimely death sort of overshadows his career with Minnesota. But uh, when he was at Ohio State and then with the Vikings, he was becoming 
one of the best right tackles in the NFL. I, he was a, a early round pick for the Vikings and then uh, was on that great line of the, uh, uh, of the 98 team and had just made, I think, all pro. Was it his second year in a row after the 2000 season? And, man, he was just, he was just a mammoth, mammoth oh. guy. Yeah. I think when he, when he was at Ohio State, you'd know better than I, naturally, since you keep track of that. Didn't they have Orlando Pace on the left and then him on the right? Yes. And then they had Eddie yes, they George did. and Robert Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's some good teams. Unfortunately, John Cooper was their coach, and they never kind of lived up to the expectations. Oh, that was the Cooper years? That was the Cooper years, yeah. John Cooper recruited well, and he got some good players to come to Columbus while he was a head coach. And Corey Stringer was definitely one of those guys. First round pick. 24th overall, the 1995 draft, played six seasons, 93 games, and get this, only missed three games in those in that period of nine, the time he played. Really? Three football games. Super, very, super durable. Very durable guy. Um, I had heard that story about him on the way home after a Vikings game, seeing somebody with a flat tire and helping them change their flat tire. I mean, <laughs> think about that. Yeah. Professional football, you know, but Corey Stringer was all about just – he never thought about himself being on any kind of pedestal. I mean, person has a flat tire, he stops and helps him change the flat tire. And that's yeah. really awesome. That's it's a good really dude, awesome. man. Retired number, ring of honor. Very, very glad that he was a Viking. And I know you have a lot of memories of him being a Buckeye, of course. Tremendous yeah. football player, even better, tremendous person. Um, sad tragedy, but today we remember him, rem want to remember him for the good times and the good things he does. So. Uh, the late, the late great Corey Stringer gone, gone far too soon. But we talk about the jersey every week, and and we like to pay tribute to past past players that that were members of the Vikings. And one of the things we're going to do this this year uh, in our our live draft show is give away a jersey. And this year it happens to be a Justin Jefferson jersey. We're gonna we're gonna give it away on Thursday, April 29th, the the night of our live draft show right here on YouTube. Pretty easy to enter. All you got to do is watch the show, and at some point during the show, either Drew or myself will say what, we, what we've what we come to call our secret phrase. We don't know what it is. Uh, it's picked by Toonses and Liz um, after the show when they're in editing, and all you need to do is when you see the graphic that says this is the secret phrase, um, Corey Stringer was a quality human being or whatever the phrase may be, enter it in the YouTube comments below, and, and boom, you're entered. Um, as of right now, we've got, um, what, over 40 or right around 40 people that have entered for the jersey. And you can enter once per show. So there's been like 10 or 15 people that have entered, have put in one entry for each show. So they've got their name in six times. So you've still got eight or nine shows before we do this draft. So the more you enter, uh, the better your chance to win. Hello, you play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. Watch for the secret phrase. Go ahead and, and uh, write that or type that secret phrase in the comments below in YouTube and you're entered. Unfortunately, you can't go back to past shows and do it. The, um, uh, the contest closes for that particular episode Wednesday at noon central time. So get on it. Get go your back. name in there and, and win the Justin Jefferson jersey on, on Thursday, April 29th. So, all right. So that's our jersey. Um, Got some Vikings news that sort of hit kind of all of a sudden today. The, the, the most recent news is uh, quarterback Mike Hughes, the Vikings first round draft pick in 2018, 
Uh, it looks like the Vikings are not going to exercise his fifth year option. No. Had they exercised it, he would have made approximately nine point seven million. You you agree with that? Not uh, not ex- not exercising his fifth year option, Drew. I do agree with that, and it's it's sad because it's you know first round pick, still a young guy. You expect that pick to work out for you, and uh, you, you can't. You're not even sure if that guy's going to play anymore, let alone he's not going to start on the outside. If he's going to start for you, it's probably going to be the slot. No. Uh, I don't think they could pay that much for him. Just a, I mean, look what it does to that 2018 draft now. Look at – That's a you – look, you look at that draft class. Uh, as you mentioned, um, Mike Hughes was the first-round pick, and I don't think there's anybody left after Hughes in that class. Are you sure? I'm positive. If you remember, he had that pick six against uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. The San Francisco 49ers on opening day. Blitz coming. Garoppolo sees it, fired, intercepted, and a clear route to the end zone for Mike Hughes. Touchdown. And that is it. That is it. It's been downhill since then. Been you terrible. should have known, Ted. First round pick with a pick six his first game. You and I should have went, that's it. Hall of Fame. I thought it was a Hall <laughs> of Fame bound. First game he was going on. He was on pace for 16 pick sixes that year. And he has one. God, between Treadwell first round and that guy. We... He's got more neck injuries than he has interceptions, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a statistic you want out of a first round pick. I don't <laughs> I don't mean to make light. I mean, neck injuries are a serious injury, and he had, golly, he also blew out his knee, I think, his rookie year. I'm not laughing. You all laughed at me. Well, I have to say, you're not laughing now, are you? No. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, he's had had more season-ending injuries than he's had interceptions. If you can't count on the guy to play, I mean, if he's coming off an injury every year, you can't expect him to be very good, and he, he... Quite frankly, he hasn't been. He was, I thought he played very well in 2018, his rookie season, until he got hurt. And then in 2019, he struggled because he was coming off that ACL. And then 2020, he was finally healthy, and then he hurt his neck. What's this team and neck injuries, man? I mean, I don't know. What's going on? I don't know. Injuries in general. Seems like a lot of our top names get hurt a lot. Yeah, it's it's kind of, it, it sure feels that way. So, so Mike Hughes, fifth-year option is not going to be tendered. So we're going to say goodbye to him, but we say hello to an old friend of ours, defensive end Stephen Weatherly, who looks like he's coming back to the Minnesota Vikings on a on a free agent deal. What are your thoughts on on Weatherly coming back into the fold? I was kind of bummed to see him go. I mean, I know he's kind of a he's kind of just a career backup kind of guy, maybe mm-hmm. the Todd Hill of the defense. I mean, you look at his numbers; and he has six sacks in fifty eight games, so he's not a big numbers guy. But I always thought he played really solid for us when he would come in and spell Everson Griffin, or maybe on the other side. I don't know. I don't know who he came in for most of the time when he was playing a reserve role, but he seemed to be pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you remember yeah. 2018, he, he was what that was the year he had his five or six sacks or whatever it was. And he was a pretty good edge guy. And he took over, if you remember, for Everson Griffin after Everson Griffin had had to go on injured reserve and missed all those games or whatever it was for his uh, his mental issues. And and I you know, I said at the end of 2018, the Vikings got rid of the wrong guy. I think they should have let Griffin walk and kept Weatherly, who was a free agent at the time, and he he ended up signing with Carolina. And, and that just kind of goes back to the depth issue you and I have talked about in the past, that 
you know, the Vikings depth has just gotten worse and worse because they let what we feel are quality backups, guys like Steven Weatherly go when they had an opportunity to keep them and they, they kept their front guys and paid them a little bit too much money too long. It seemed like he was getting right to the point where he was going to be a starter, you know? Yeah. It's all like the developmental stuff with him. And then, and then the next thing you know, he's gone. And uh, I don't know. I mentioned something about it on, uh, I can't remember what group it was or something. something somebody lashed out at me saying, I mentioned his stats on his, his sacks. Mm -hmm. It was just stating a point. And, yeah, how many sacks do you have, Drew? What? <laughs> Why do people get so upset about players and coaches, Ted? Why do they do know. that? People lash out in anger. Yeah. How yeah, many do. sacks do you have, you? What was well, it? How, how many do you have? Answer the question. I think it's a fair question. How many sacks do I have? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a family show. No, never mind. Don't answer that. Well, I will draw the question, Your Honor. So now that Stephen Weatherly's back, the defensive line <laughs> issues are solved, right? We're good? D-line. Oh, yeah. Fixed. Yeah, we're fixed. good. Super Bowl, homeboy. Pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Okay. <laughs> he at least was better for us than he was for Carolina. He didn't do jack for them. So maybe, maybe Minnesota is just his – some guys just play better in certain – yeah, certain teams, I guess. So yeah, maybe maybe coming back will be be good for him and good for the Vikings. I, I obviously he's not going to be a starter or anything. No, I I think he'll be a good rotational guy like he was when he was here before. Um, but the Vikings still need still need a lot of help on the defensive line. Although Stephen Weatherly may not be the answer, he is he is a guy that is definitely going to help with depth and and what they had last year. I think that's for sure. Totally, totally. I'm I'm okay with that. All right. Uh, the other big one, and, and we talked about this last week. We thought, you know, we kind of we kind of predicted it about Kyle Rudolph uh, not coming back, and it in fact he was he was released uh, a couple days ago. Dude, I can't wait for that draft show. And it's all you fun. people out there watching, we want you all fun. there. We want you there celebrating with us with prizes. Yeah. And we're gonna have some great breakdowns of the players. We got some stuff worked out for that for the first round guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And, and even if you have friends that aren't necessarily Viking fans, have them join us because we're going to talk about every team because it's the entire first round of the NFL draft. What else do you have to do that night? I mean, unless wow. you're like working a night shift or something, well, then you got to work and I, I get all that. But seriously, hey, Ted, come hang out with us. Ted. What? We have Viking prizes, but I'm hearing that we're, we're going to have an NFL prize for an NFL fan that might be a fan of another team who happens to be watching our show. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Prize for another, all bunch of Viking prizes. Then we're gonna have one set for somebody that may be watching our show that's a Dolphins fan or something. It's like more prizes than a Chuck E. Cheese counter, man. Let's go. (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese, dude. Those characters were kind of scary. Who the hell is that big purple guy? Really freaky. And the people working there, angry as shit. Every week, every time you Wouldn't you be? You got, yeah. an anima- you got an animatronic rat singing to you every 10 minutes, and Same kids and moms yelling about the... Oh, and you make terrible pizza. It's terrible. 
Speaking of WR3, we, we got a, a viewer video question. Let's do it. From uh, Reggie Adams. Uh, Liz, roll the tape. What's up, Drew and Ted? I love the Vikings report. This is your uh, Gallahorn brother here, Reggie Adams Jr., a.k.a. the uh, Barbecue Smokehouse King. I am uh, just out here sitting on a beautiful lake doing some ice fishing right now and uh, figured I'd send in my video question of the day one. I uh, I want to know who our wide receiver three is going to be coming out of this draft. I uh, It's not that I don't believe in B.C. Johnson or Chad Beebe or any of those guys behind somebody not named Thielen or Jefferson, but uh, I think we can do better, and I want better. And uh, so that is uh, part one of my question, and uh, the other part is uh, do you guys know what part of the pig the uh, pork butt comes from? Just a fun little trivia tidbit. This is the... Uh, Barbecue Smokehouse King. See y'all later. Skull Vikings. Hoping to catch a few fish. Good good question, Reggie. Thank you again for the video submission. And again, for those of you that would like uh, to ask us a question, um, send Bring a video. In. Send a video to the, the Vikings Report with Drew and Ted uh, page on Facebook, and, and we'll make sure it gets on the air. We're going to do this a little bit differently. We, we're going to pick. We're going to have a spicy, hot take prediction. Who do you think the Vikings wide receiver three is going to be in 2021? Drew Bunting. Marquez Stevenson. Marquez Stevenson. Okay. That's all. University of Houston, Marquez Stevenson. I'm not going to explain why. I'm just going to show you this. Country in sacks. They were able to manage it in the first half. This time, Marquez Stevenson breaks free. The speedster. Nobody's going to catch him. Big play, Marquez. Oh, Okay. All that's right. why we need that's why we need Marquez. Burner, okay. fastest guy in probably on my top 15 when we did those last week. We don't have a guy with that kind of vertical speed. We don't. No, no. And you put that on the field with Jefferson and with Thielen, you got magic. How's that guy do it? That dude do it? Magic. <laughs> magic. Very good. All right. <laughs> so I rewatched your your wide receiver breakdown from last week, and and if you haven't seen it, folks, go back to last week episode ten. Uh, we we talked wide receivers last week, and Drew did an excellent job. I I'm I'm going with the with the assumption that the Vikings are not going to pick a wide receiver early. If if they were going to pick a wide receiver early, my guy would be Rashad Bateman, but that's not my pick. I think they're going to go in the middle rounds, and and I'm going to go uh, with with Daz Newsom. As Newsom back to return this punt. He will field it at the 17. Boy, nice little move there. Sees a seam on the near side. Daz Newsom, he's to midfield. Boy, Daz has shown some nifty return ability today. The the guy from North Carolina, very good yeah. punt returner. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna look for a guy that can do multiple things. Uh, and and that's that's my spicy hot. Wide receiver three prediction. That's a spicy hot take. Spicy. I I I, th I think so. Yeah. If they go in the middle rounds, if they go earlier, I man, it, it'd be I'll be kind of fired up if they. And do if that. The, and they're gonna get uh, if they wait till the seventh round, they'll get, you know, Joseph Schmo from where's he go to school? Where's, uh, where's Joseph Schmo? Where did he go? Sabotage Tech Junior College. Hey, that's stupid. That don't make no sense. Oh, and then you had two years at uh, Bologna Tech. <laughs> we'll get him. He'll come in here, sit around for a couple of years, and then disappear. 
and then they'll sign five undrafted free agents, and every single one of them is going to be the next <laughs> Randy Moss, because that's how it goes every year. Shoot me into the sun, undrafted free agents, whatever. I'm smart. <laughs> All right. The second part of Reggie's question, what part of the hog does the pork butt come from? Do you know that answer? Mm. So, Not much of a pork butt guy. We, we would expect one. I like pork butts, and I cannot, butt, cannot lie. lie. <laughs> you others can't deny. I don't, um, I don't know what part of the thing is the pork butt. We, we should have expected a question like this from, from the Barbecue King, and, and it comes from the, the front shoulder part, just above the shoulder. No, that's it. That's, that can't be right. Uh, it does. It is. Pork butt, I'm, Ted. It, butt. butt. I know. Butt shoulder. It, butt it's, shoulder. It's meant, butt shoulder. Butt it's, shoulder. It's meant to throw you off. That's where it comes from. I'm pretty sure. Totally let's throw sure. let's throw the graphic of the pig up there, and we'll see if I'm right. So again, thanks wow. for the question, Reggie. I don't know uh, that's where all that came from. Right? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff on a pig. Yeah, well, I, I thought it was pork shoulder, pork butt. Is the pork shoulder? I don't know. I, it's it's look at the graphic. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there. Right there. Right there. <laughs> right. There. <laughs> oh, yeah. And again, that's questions are open to anybody. So just send a, send a video uh, to, to on, people. This. Send them in. I want to see. Yeah. Even if you want to do a promo for the show, send it in. We want to see you. We want to see you talk it. If you want to sing a song, send it in. We'll throw it on the show. We're here for we're you. We're not American Idol, though. We're not going to be <laughs> nice if it's bad. If it's bad, we're going to roast you. Don't take this personally, but oh, oh please. No, I mean it. You know, we're we going to roast about- you. We're about the fans on this show, though, Ted. We give we the are. people what they want, remember? Very much. We always Very try much. to give the people what they want. You want pork butt info? <laughs> We're going to find it for you. So now... We get into our position. We get into our positional breakdown, and this week it's tackle. And I, I don't I don't know where to start here uh, after Riley Reef and Brian O'Neill. Um, currently on the roster, they got Rashad Hill, Aviant mm. Collins, Blake Brandle, they have Dakota Dozier listed as a tackle, but um, he's played last year as a guard, and he was horrifically bad. I mean, it was like a car wreck every week watching him try to play. And then Ezra Cleveland, who was drafted as a tackle last year, they now have listed as a guard because he played guard last year. So... I mean, it all comes down to what happens with Riley Reef, pretty much. But you got Reef, mm-hmm. you got Reef and O'Neill, right? Look at the backups. Aren't you supposed to draft these guys and develop them, right? Yeah. Draft and develop them, and they're supposed to take the spots. So you're not running around in free agency getting a guy. You're you constantly have this wheel of developmental. Then when the other guy's gone, you move him in. Then he's gone, you move him in. Yeah. What is Ali Udo? Let me ask you about that guy for a second, Ted. <sighs> Ali Udo from the Elon. They get them, they're terrible, and then they cut them. Is, or is he, what's going on with Ali Udo? What is going to happen with that guy? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know because because I, I I I'm 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 sick of guys like Ali Udo. I, I honestly am <laughs> because because he, seriously, no, hear me out here. No, I mean, is my question legitimate? Is it? It's a very legitimate question. It, it's it's a extremely legitimate question made illegitimate 
by Rick Spielman and the Viking staff because last year we thought they did exactly that when they drafted Ezra Cleveland in the second round as a tackle and everybody thought, oh, great. Riley Reese got like one year left. They're probably going to let him go after 2020. And then Ezra Cleveland's going to move right in and be the left tackle of future. They may even get rid of Riley Reef right now because they got this guy kind of maybe might, might be a little weird with COVID and not a lot of off season stuff. So could be a rough start if they throw him right in the mix, but they got their left tackle of the future. And what did they do? They moved they him to guard. Tried. Did they even because the guards tackle? they drafted and developed are terrible. Right. So <laughs> For the love of God. And then the and then the backup guys they drafted to replace the guys that turned out to be terrible were even worse. Right. So now it's a mad scramble. And then they then they yeah. start talking. Then they start talking. Well, if we move O'Neal over to the left, why? That's the one. Why? Leave the one guy alone that's doing a good job at that position, please. Why are you the way that you are? Honestly, every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I, I don't know, man. The the offensive line development has has gotten to the point of I don't want to say criminally negligent, but malfeasance to the point I think it's a fireable offense for Rick Spielman. I, Yet I he's still too. here. He's still I here. I do too. I mean, it, a lot of it has to do with Reef. I don't know if he's staying or it sounded like last year he was going to be gone with all that weird shit that happened at the end of the season about his contract and the money and yeah. He he didn't play, lost the bonus. And then it seemed like the Vikings kind of backtracked within the last couple of months, giving him that money. They, they yeah. kind of backtracked, you know, kind of showing that they, they need him here. So that, that's the really interesting thing about Reef. You know, they it, it seemed like a foregone conclusion that he was going to be gone at the end of this year. Um, he's got, if they cut him, that's like almost a $12 million savings against the cap. And that gets the Vikings in the green in terms of, you know, over the cap or whatever they're just cutting that guy, just cutting him right now would, would give them some breathing room, a little bit of breathing room under the cap. They'd still need to make more moves, but now it seems like, um, you know, Chris Thomason tweeted that uh, the Vikings want to restructure his contract and keep him at left tack. And after the season he had, he only allowed 21 pressures, just gave up one sack. And you talk about Corey Stringer's holding penalties or, or his ability to not get called for a holding penalty. He, Reef was only called, um, only committed one penalty in 15 games this year. Reef was the best lineman on the offensive line for the Vikings last year, easily. He was. He, he, he was the best player on the offensive line, I think. And and now you know you've got the conundrum. If you if you cut Reef, what do you do at left tackle? We we you know railed about moving Brian O'Neill from right to left. Do you oh. take Ezra Cleveland out of out of a guard spot where he played fairly decently at? And are you know are they going to just make that move permanent? Or are you going to move Cleveland back to, to left tackle where he was originally drafted to, to play? And now you've got two guard positions you got to fill again. Um, I, I just, that, that whole, whether or not they can restructure Reef and keep him around for one more year is, is all of a sudden got really interesting for the Vikes. I think that's what they want to do because they want Cleveland to stay at guard. That way, at least one of the interior spots is taken. Yeah. You take Ezra Cleveland out of there, you're going into the season with like big, big red flags at both guard positions and that is difficult yeah so. and then now now you got to look at the the free agents and you know with the salary cap and everything the way it is there's some decent players out there uh you got guys like what trent williams and russell okung and alejandro villanueva 
Um, All too much money, though, wouldn't you say? Ted? Yeah, I, I don't think the Vikings could afford any of those guys. I mean, maybe if there's if there's if there's one guy out there that I I think they might be able to target is Jason Peters, but my goodness, he's thirty nine. I, I think I think he was I think he was protecting Randall Cunningham's blind side in Philly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to go that route. Or this Ty Nisky guy who's 36. Ricky yeah. Wagner, <clears throat> he's 32, played with the stinky team from Wisconsin. There's a few cams on here. I really like Cam Robinson, uh, who played for Jacksonville. I did a draft write-up on him when he got drafted. He's he's pretty young still. Okay. Uh, Cam Robinson from Florida State. Uh, I think he's a pretty decent player. But, I mean, you tell me what jumps out at you on this list, Ted. Nothing affordable. I mean, the, the like we said, the good guys – that I think would be a good fit in Minnesota um, aren't coming here for, for two reasons. One, they, they can't afford them. And two, they're good. And, and we three, don't have don't good linemen. On. They don't yeah. want to get ripped on by us on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with me. I think if the Vikings are going to ball up all their money and try to get one guy, Ted, I think it's going to be a guard. I would think so too. Which we are covering next week. <laughs> I like working with you, dude. You know how to bring things full circle. You're a professional. Really? I only uh, work with professionals. What are we on a playground here, huh? Am I the only professional? I'm an amateur in every respect of the word. I don't think we're going to go free agent right tackle or left tackle or whatever tackle we're going to do. I don't think so either. So that means the Vikings could very well once again be looking at, at people in the draft to develop and then or to draft and then not develop and then cut after three years. So who are, who are some of those guys, Drew Bunting? <laughs> that was so well done. Uh, first, I want to clear something up. Somebody asked me during the week, Drew, you don't cover a lot of these top guys on your list of the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight ends. But there's a reason for that. First off, we're going to cover all those top guys draft night at our live draft show. Okay, Elizabeth, make the fireworks go Live draft shows, <laughs> another plug for the live draft show. But to be honest, Ted, these are the fans that watch the show. They're Viking fans. They want to know what the Vikings are going to do. Yes. We get 45 minutes or whatever. You want me to spend eight minutes talking about Trevor Lawrence? No. Nobody wants, nobody, we're not getting him. No, we are not. I'm not talking about him or Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. We're not getting those guys. So why spend time talking about them? But if you really want to hear about them, how good they are, they will be, they will be, there will be some draft research done on draft night, but up till now, this is really the first position where the Vikings may be able to get one of those top guys off the board. If they go that route at 14. And if something happens with reef, there's a good possibility. They could, they could go tackle at 14. Now, now before we get into tackle, we'll show the, the Vikings draft history. Um, since Rick Spielman's been the GM or making decisions. And since 2007, the Vikings have drafted to 10 tackles. Uh, one first round guy. Do you remember who that was? Uh, Khalil. Yep. Rhymes with Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hassan Fevenkorn, <laughs> Matt Khalil. Um, they they drafted. Just fell off the map. Dude. Khalil in the first round. They drafted Phil Lodeholt and Brian O'Neill in the second round. Oh, and Ezra Cleveland in the second round. And the other uh, six guys have been fourth round or later to include memorable names such as uh, Willie Beavers and TJ Clemmings. What, Beavers in the fourth round? Willie 
Beavers. You know what? There was no other team in the NFL that was going to even draft that guy in seven rounds. I don't know why the hell they took him at four. He's undrafted free agent written all over him, and we spent a fourth round pick on him. Yeah, sure did. Where, where's he? He's never. Uh, I don't know. Whew, I don't know. Gone. 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 He's in the wind. Is is my favorite? Joe Kenda would say. <laughs> they are in the wind. Oh, you sons of bitches! All right, so let's look at some of your 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 offensive tackles. Then. I wanted to bring more people uh, to the table tonight because, like I said, this is the first real position I think the Vikings. You know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I don't think we're going to take one of those at 14. I really don't. I may be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. So let me run through these. I'll try to be quick about it. I'm not going to use Twitch. I'm not going to use any of the weird terms. I'm going to try to keep it on our level because we are all about you. We want you to understand this stuff like we do. First guy on my list, <clears throat> Panay Sewell. Won't be a Viking. Matter of fact, I already know where he's going. <laughs> Where's he going? Where he's go- well, I can't tell you that. It's going to save for draft night, Ted. Oh, okay. All right. Top I five. Have- will you say at least top five? I know where the first four guys are going. Oh, do you now? Because you had to be a big shot, did you? You had to open up your mouth. I got inside insider knowledge, Ted. Oh, okay. Not- Son, that's not the same as that insider trading that Stewart lady was doing. What's her name? Martha Stewart. I don't get involved in that insider trading. I only do things on the up and up, Ted. I never do anything illegal when it comes so, to gambling. So you didn't do the Reddit? You didn't do the Reddit uh, buy GameStop, lose your ass scam? No, I, no, I did not. No, I did not. <laughs> All right. I, I do like Martha Stewart, though. She's kind of a cool chick. Um, okay. Panay Sewell from Oregon. Across the board, probably the safest pick in the whole draft besides Trevor Lawrence. Tre- okay. You can't miss with this guy. Uh, great balance. So top five guy? He'll be gone. The he'll be gone in the top five. Okay. Um, and we're not going to move up to take him, I don't think. But you know, <laughs> most of these guys you look at when you do guards and centers and tackles, they either they excel at one thing or another, pass block or run block. Ted, mm-hmm. you kind of have to roll with them with what they're really good at. This is one of those rare guys that is a plus at both. Okay. This guy dominates people. This this is what he's going to be. <clears throat> Panay Sewell's going to play tackle for eight seasons and probably go to five Pro Bowls. And when he loses a step. And he loses a little bit of his lateral movement. He'll jump inside the guard and win five more, go five more Pro Bowls. That's the kind of player he is. So he's definitely not going to ever play for the Vikings. No. Okay. No, he will never play because he probably <laughs> he's very durable. He doesn't like to spend time on the IR. And you know our guys like to do the IR. Panay Sewell won't be a Viking, but you got to watch him. That guy is awesome to watch. Okay. Born to play left tackle. Next is Elijah Vera Tucker, and I know you've heard his name. The guy from USC. Uh. People have him a little lower than I do. I have him at number two. But the reason I do that is because he can play both guard and tackle, which he did pretty ex- – I mean, Austin Jackson was in front of him last year's first-round pick. So uh, 426 snaps from the left tackle position, 926 snaps from left guard position, and 139 snaps from the right guard position. Wow. Very so versatile guy, sounds like. Very versatile. And I don't know – I think a lot of NFL – uh, coaches that have looked at him maybe think he's better as a guard because he plays a lot quicker in a tighter spot, tighter space uh, than he does on the outside. Has Sometimes he has trouble with edge rushers, but all in all, I have a number two for his versatility. He's a really, really good football player, likes to get to the next level. So a lot of footage of him pancaking linebackers. So he likes to get out, he likes to get outside, even though, you know, I don't know if the offense is going to call for that, but Vera Tucker, my number two. My number three 
on my list. Christian Derisaw, big boy, 6'5", 314 pounds, two-year starter, all the games of Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech Hokie. He came in and started as a true freshman, which isn't easy to do in college football wow. for a, a school even the size of Virginia Tech. Okay. Some say he's got he's too nice of a guy, pancake blocks, and then tears up and says he's sorry for pancake blocking you. Uh, some of the research I found on him, some of the things said is that he's, he's got this really extremely nice, like Michael Orr. Okay. And the Blind Side. Remember yeah. If you saw that movie. Uh-huh. It's not to say it doesn't really take any away from the talent because you could be a pretty quiet guy and still bust some ass. And probably the best thing I've heard about him is a quick learner. Only have to tell him once, won't repeat the mistake, and moves forward. Very good, very coachable, good work ethic. Okay. A very dominant run blocker. Probably the best I've seen out of all the guys I researched. Moving on, Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, the Big Ten guy. You know how I feel about those Big Ten guys. Out of my top 15, this is the one guy that could play all three offensive line positions. Kind of iffy at center, but if you're an emergency and you got to press him in there, he can't play center, but he's better at tackling guard. Okay. My, and, 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 you know, he's trying, to, he's trying to become the first Northwestern player to get taken in the first round since big Luis Castillo back in 2005 by the Chargers. Remember being yeah, 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 Luis Castillo, yeah. yeah. I remember watching him quite a bit. Uh, better run blocker than a pass blocker as far as what I can see. Also really good in space. The one thing he's going to have trouble with is you watch Northwestern's tape. A lot of their passing offense was, a matter of fact, over 90% of it was the three-step drop stuff. So he basically had to pass protect for like two seconds. In the NFL, okay. he's not. He's going to have to learn how to hold his blocks longer. That's going to be a big test for him. That'll probably be the test of whether he makes it out alive or not. <laughs> but he's a, he's a solid football player, and you're not probably not going to regret taking big Rashawn Slater. I would have had my backtrack a little bit. Derisaw would have been the second tackle on my board um, but he doesn't play guard he just plays left tackle so that's why i put vera tucker at number two had okay wanted to explain myself so when people start ripping on me i have an answer next Jalen. how much Mayfield. left tackle did you play drew <laughs> <laughs> i never saw you out there giving never, never saw you get beat by defensive end drew bunting he's not even gonna get drafted who taught you how to do draft stuff idiot <laughs> Who's next? Next guy guy is hail to the victors. Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. Solid right tackle. Big red flag. Probably the biggest chance at tackle on the whole draft just because he's only he's only played in 18 games. Ted started started 15 of them. He's only started 15 football games. And with your trench guys, whether it's offense or defense, me personally, I like to see at least 25, 26 starts before you're going to draft him. So it's really it's really, really a chance he if he moved, but he's got so much potential, and the guy could end up being such a good right tackle. He's going to go late first round, early. How first. did how did he play? I Michigan because Michigan only played what, four or five games this year. Yeah, they were because of COVID, pretty much by the COVID. But you know what? He, you know what he's really put a lot of his draft stock on the real. The reason he's sitting in first or second round, he was thrown to the fire, dude. Murderers row. When he, when he got installed in the Michigan offense, he had to block Chase, <laughs> Chase Young, you know him, <laughs> Chase Young, and then he had to block Gross Matos from Penn State, who ended up being a second-round pick to the Panthers. Then he had to block, what was the guy, Julian Aquara from Notre Dame. The next game, he had to block him, who, who is 
a dynamic defensive end, and not to mention Aperny Jennings. Huh? He was that's that's who he had to play when he ran out of the gate. He's never played. That was his first game, and he, none of them got a sack or a hurry out of all those guys. Really so, well, good for him. Mayfield does have some talent. Uh, we'll have to see where he, if he does fall to the second round. It'll be interesting to see where he goes. The next guy I got on my list is Sam Cosme from Texas. Can play left tackle or right tackle. Sam Cosme is at, athletically probably the best pass blocker in this entire class besides Sewell out of Oregon. The first so guy. we can we can cross him off the Vikings list then. An excellent pass blocker. <laughs> no chance. Really good at pass blocking. That's definitely definitely his strong point. So yeah, the Vikings. You know, want the run. You want the run tackles. Sam Cosby, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, dude. That's beautiful. What else I got on Cosby? Very smart. He doesn't get fooled on any stunts or any blitzes. And you can see when he plays, he's very confident at what he does. Not so good at point of attack and run blocking. Like I said, his his specialty is pass blocking. But if he gets out on the outside on you and gets his hands moving on you, you're not getting mm -hmm. around him. You're not okay. getting around him. He's probably going to go first round too. I have him first, early second, just like Mayfield. I think they're okay. both going to get drafted maybe back-to-back, -back, Ted, if that okay. happens. All right. That would be very interesting. Next on my list, from Notre Dame. One stat will tell it all with Liam Eichenberg. Let me tell you about this, Ted. And it's not easy going to Notre Dame and being the left tackle. Mike McGlinchey, I mean, it, the, the tradition they have there, you got to have your shit together to play there. Mm -hmm. Get this. <clears throat> 1,784 snaps between his junior and senior seasons. Jeez. Three sacks allowed. No kidding. 1,784 snaps between two full seasons. He gave up three sacks. You're not going to find that. That's that's that is a tasty, tasty tidbit. That, that's an impressive statistic right there. Yeah. I think he'd be ready to go. 31 games under his belt. He'd be ready to go week one. Does have some, they all need to be coached up. I don't want to say that about everything. All these guys have a certain amount. I mean, who doesn't? Everybody needs to be coached up. Maybe mm -hmm. except Chase Young. Um, next, Dylan Radens, the kid from North Dakota State. After watching his tape, Ted, mm -hmm. I have no idea why this guy went to North Dakota State. He could have played for any school in the country. Pancake really? Diddy, baby, flopping people around like rag dolls, dude. Now, now any chance that has to do with him playing at FCS level and not FBS? That's exactly what it has to do with. 27, here you go, 27 career starts, uh, zero sacks allowed in 12 games in 2019. Wow. It's got a mean streak in him too, Ted. Got that little bit of a mean streak kick you in the nuts. <laughs> well, you know, the – Vikings offensive line needs that. I think they need they need that nasty attitude back. They haven't I, had nasty attitude or grit for a while. Yeah, I don't think so either. They haven't. There so is, is the, that's that's it. That's all. I do have one guy I'd like to mention because he's such a freak, Ted. Okay. The freak of the week, number fifteen on the Drew Big Board, Spencer Brown. He's Northern like Brian O'Neill, Northern Iowa. The guy is a converted tight end. The guy is the guy runs like a four nine. But he's a bench press mania. As a matter of fact, if they would have had the combine, this uh -huh. guy would have broke the uh, earnest record from 1999 of 51 reps. I guarantee you he would have broke it. Really? He's really, really, really good. Good player, but really raw, too. So 
He made my top. He's such a freak, though, man. So if the Vikings go first round, which guy do you think would be available for them to be able to pick? I think the first, believe it or not, even though I have Vera Tucker number two, I think it's I think there's going to be two guys taken in the top nine. And I think it's going to be, of course, Penny Sewell. And I think Derisaw is going to be the next guy taken, even though I have it number three. I think he's more of a – if you're just looking for a pure left tackle, he's second best to duel. And you know how guys the, – the pure left tackles get most of the attention because they're covering the blind side. So yeah. I think he will go two overall, even though I have him third on my list. And then after that, I think it could be any of them, Ted. Slater, Vera Tucker. All right. I think that does it for tackles. Uh, next week, like you said – like you said earlier, we're going to hit guards. And now I believe we've got a commercial and we'll come back with trivia. I love commercial. I love our commercials, dude. What's this stuff? Some cereal. It's supposed to be good for you. Did you try it? I'm not going to try it. You try it. I'm not going to try it. Let's get Mikey. Yeah. He won't need it. He hates everything. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. When you bring life home, don't tell the kids it's one of those nutritional cereals you've been trying to get them to eat. You're the only one who has to know. Meet Josie. Now, bedtime is fun time because we have Josie. Talking Josie. We love the way Josie glows and talks. Light up Josie. Want to show us? Yeah. Light. <laughs> Want to play? I'll light up your room. I'll tell you a story. Once upon a time, that none of your other friends can do all that. Yeah. Talking light up, Dozy. From Galoob. Dozy, my bedtime friends. A type of gun that doesn't shoot bullets. A ray gun. We're not going to win, are we, Ted? No. <laughs> no. Johnson, look out! We'll try and do better the next time. Drew, take us home. Thank you, thank you, thank you, all those that keep viewing. And keep keep those comments rolling in. I had a lot of fun talking with y'all last week on the comment section below the show. Make sure you comment. Make sure you get that secret phrase in and get your entry in for episode 11. And that's all I have. Say goodnight, Ted. Goodnight, Ted.